Um, we can start by kind of opening up in prayer. I can pray. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you for <clears throat> bringing all of these girls here today and for um, giving Riley a restful vacation these next few weeks. Um, I pray that you would give me the wisdom to speak and that you would speak through me. Um, yeah, I'm just grateful to be here and grateful for this opportunity. In your name we pray. Amen. So today we're going to be talking about um, being sober-minded, kind of what that means, um, how we are when we're not sober-minded, and how to become sober-minded. So the whole sober-minded thing. Um, so what do you guys think it means to be sober-minded? I guess you could say, like, what's the definition, or in your words, what do you think it means to be sober-minded? One of the things I wrote down, I actually Googled, like, just sober-minded, and it said someone who is serious and sensible. Um, but, like, biblically, when we think of being sober-minded, what do you think that means? You don't dwell on sinful things. Mm -hmm. You fill your everything with good stuff. Yeah, I like being clear-minded and... Um, one of the first things that popped into my mind when I read down that question was being focused solely on the Lord and not having, like you said, any other distractions. Um, why is it so important to be sober-minded? Like, why do we want to be sober-minded? Because if you're distracted, you can't focus on God. Mm -hmm. You have like, all these other things crashing around your life. You can't really focus on God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we're going to open up to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. Mm -hmm. Does anyone want to read that for me? Soberness. Yep, just verse 13. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. Thank you, Andrea. So, it talks about, um, in verse 13, being ready for action. Why, why do we need to be ready for action? Or, I guess you would also say, like, attack. Why do we, ready, why do we need to be ready to be under attack or ready for action? Why is that something we need to do? Maybe because when you're on, like, it's never fun to be under attack or to be, um, I guess, accused or what have you. Um, so it's just always good to have that spiritual, spiritual guard up. Um, and that could be that attack or that action could be trials, could be some sort of struggle you're going through, it could be temptation. Um, and then later on in verse 13 it talks about, in my version it says, and set your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you. Um, our hope should only be on the day that Jesus is revealed to us and should only rely on the day that Jesus is revealed to us. Um, and his grace, it should be what gives you hope. Um, if you flip to Ephesians, Chapter 2, verses 8 and 
if someone could read that for me also. Eight through nine, yes. Uh, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works that no one may boast. Thank you. Um, so it says, for you are saved by grace through faith. Like, we are only saved by grace. We're not saved by works. We're not saved um, by any other person or thing, um, only by the gift of God's grace. And we deserved to go to the cross. Jesus did not deserve to go to the cross um, and he died because of the sins that we commit every day um, and he gave our life is a gift that he has given us like I said before we did absolutely nothing to deserve it um, and if you think about it shouldn't his grace be big enough like a big enough reason for us to put all of our hope in him Should, shouldn't him going to the cross for our sins that we commit every day be enough for us to put our hope in him because a lot of times even myself like I kind of second guess um, not necessarily his grace just like the whole picture does that make sense um, so why why do we tend to put our hope in other things or other people that are not of the Lord why do why do we do that like at least for me like I can see it mm -hmm. like right in front of me yeah Like you know, I like to like see it for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. I mean, cause like you can't see, you can't like physically see God right there. So yeah, that's a really good point. I really like that. There's also proof that those things work, right? There's not a proof that God's gonna come through and mm -hmm. help you ace the test, right? There's not a assurance that He's going to heal your disease, right? You have to do it solely based on faith and completely understanding that whatever the outcome is. That is the correct outcome, and it's not always the top outcome either. Mm -hmm. So you're going not blind faith, but like you're you're going with no like proof. It's not tangible mm -hmm. if you don't know it's for sure gonna happen. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, no, go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say like your what you think is best isn't always best, and so you're just kind of like, well, why is this happening then? what's meant for me even though it is right you're just not seeing it yeah absolutely and like you were saying Andrea in verse 18 and verse 8 it says by grace through faith and it is not from yourselves like there's nothing we can do to like make it happen like you said it's all just through faith um, and you have to think about it when we put our hope um, and things or people that are not the Lord you're basically just setting yourself up for disappointment, right? Because I feel like people are always going to let you down one way or another. And God's mm -hmm. like, like you were saying, Julia, even if it's not what you wanted, or if it's not the answer you wanted, um, like, you'll still get something out of it, especially if it's in the Lord's plan for you. Um, and the world will never fulfill us like the Lord does. So kind of like setting yourself up for disappointment when you go to the world for everything it's never you're gonna you're just gonna keep going back for more because it's never gonna fulfill you but the lord and his word will fulfill you and oftentimes our judgment and our minds can get cluttered by everything going on around us um, so 
I think we need to do a better job of kind of breaking that cycle of going back for more in the world. Um, and we should want to be fulfilled by the Lord and by the Holy Spirit instead. And like you were saying, Julia, even when we don't get the answer we were looking for, um, we should still rejoice in knowing that the Lord's, the Lord's plan for us is better um, than we could ever imagine. So I might have asked this question earlier, or like phrased it differently, but why do we need to put all of our hope in the Lord and not just a little bit of it? So why is it so important to put all of our hope on the Lord? the only thing that's true. Mm -hmm. It's not going to like fall through or not follow through or anything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's flip back to first Peter. And so we're gonna look at chapter eight. I mean chapter five. Verse eight. There's no chapter eight. <laughs> chapter <laughs> chapter chapter five. Verse eight. If someone wants to read that for me. Yes, please. Okay. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Thank you. Um, so this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It's just, I feel like the imagery in it is so vivid, how it talks about a lion going to devour its prey. And, like, the devil is always going to be looking for, like, a foothold, almost. Like, he's always just going to want to get in and just, like, grab you. Um... And like verse 8 said, he's always looking for someone to devour. Um, so when we're not sober minded and when we're not focused on the Lord, it makes us that much of a bigger target for the enemy to just like grab onto us and hold. Um, why do you think the enemy wants so badly to like grab onto us like that? Why do you think he's always looking for a foothold on us? I think we often forget that God has promised us and I think we often forget that the promises that God has promised us um, and this allows us like forgetting those promises allows us to let our spiritual spiritual guards down and therefore be even more vulnerable to the devil does that make sense mm -hmm. um, so we're actually gonna take a minute and um, write down some of the lies that the devil is trying to kind of feed into your mind. And then next to those lies, I want you to write down um, a promise from the Lord that kind of contradicts it. Um, so we'll take about three to five minutes to do that. Does anyone need a piece of paper or a pen? Maggie's good plate. <laughs> <laughs>
you don't have to share if you don't want to, but if you feel like sharing, um, you can do so. I will go first. Um, so I wrote down, I struggle a lot with feeling like I'm not enough and like I'm not doing enough. Um, and then I wrote next to it that, that like the word says I am enough. Um, and then I also struggle with, I wrote down, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like there's already so much on my plate. Like I don't know how I'm going to add more. I don't know how I'm going lead this study or whatever and I wrote down that the Lord will provide so if anyone else wants to share feel free to share um, so I had one someone just feel not good enough one mm -hmm. um, but I also wrote that like trials are difficult things meaning that mm -hmm. I'm messing up in life like I'm not doing something I'm supposed to be doing so everything's yeah. But in James, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So, not because I'm messing up. Mm -hmm. It's because I'm doing so much right that the devil's like, ha ha, mm -hmm. I can get her. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, so, the next thing I have here is kind of like, not really a demonstration, but it's just like trying to give you like some imagery inside of what being sober-minded is and what um, like what it is to not be sober-minded. So I don't have everything I need, but that's okay. So picture like like this, like just a clear bottle with water. Like it's fairly easy to see through. Like the image is kind of distorted and whatnot. Um, and sorry to the people on the podcast that can't see this, but you can imagine it. Um, but what would happen if I were to put like milk in this? You wouldn't be able to see through, right? It would get cloudy. So this is supposed to represent like your clear mind. And the milk is supposed to represent everything that you're worrying about, your doubts, your fears, your anxiety, whatever it may be. But if I put a drop of milk in this, even just like a tiny drop, it'll get cloudy, right? Um, so when your mind is clear and when it's sober, it's easy to see through to the other side um, when you do get through and when you do get through with the Lord's help and with the Lord's strength. And when the glass or when the bottle has a little bit of milk in it or your stress, anxiety, whatever, it's hard to see to the other side. So it's hard to see past whatever trial you're going through to the other side. Um, does that kind of make sense? Yeah, okay. Um, So, this is just so short, some practical implications I have for you guys, as Riley would say. Um, so, like, we need to prepare our minds for attack and for action. Um, and what are some ways that we can do that? What are some ways that we can prepare our mind to be attacked by the devil or to be attacked by someone? Fill it up with good stuff. Read mm -hmm. the Bible, pray. Yeah. actually do those things don't just say that you do those things or come to Saturday mornings and check it off the list for the week actually, actually do it. yeah <clears throat> yeah what are some other ways that we can prepare our minds for attack I wrote down community staying in community um that's always been 
really beneficial, really important to me. I feel like whenever I, even when I miss a day of my small group or a day of community, my mind is just like all sorts of messed up. Um, so staying in community for me has been really important. I think you also have to fully come to the realization of who the devil is and what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Right, it says the devil is like a, a lion prowling, right? If you've ever watched a lion prowl for something, they follow it mm -hmm. back and forth. When we went to the zoo when we were little, um, they have lions, right? And they have that big glass window where you can sit right by the lions and see them, and it's really cool. My sister, who's really little, she's like a little blonde, cute toddler running around, just back and forth, and this lion is like, literally doing the whole like creepy walk thing where their shoulders are like so intimidating, and you're like, oh my gosh. But it's like walking back and forth, and it's eyes never left my sister. And that's that's what it is. It's not just he's hanging out over here being like, Haha, look at Maddie over there. He's yeah. actively prowling after mm -hmm. us. Like the whole intimidating, creepy sneak up behind all of it, right? Mm -hmm. It's not fake. It's not, it's not a Marvel story, right? Like it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think once you kind of realize that that's what the devil's doing, you're like, oh, <laughs> I really need to get, get my act together. I need to know what the word says. I need to be praying. I need to have a relationship with the Lord because then, right, your mind is not only ready, it's also aware of what could be coming. Yeah. Right. And like becoming aware of like what's happening, I think another part of it is also like knowing that he, like the devil still knows your weak spots. Mm. Yeah. Like he'll try to get in there because he knows you. Yeah. It's kind of scary to think it's it like, is. Right? Like, God knows you. <laughs> yeah, the devil is very um, intelligent in that way. The craftiest of all of Yeah, and like you were saying, he's sneaky. Like he, they're not allowed. Lions are not like they don't go stomping around when they go when they go look for their prey. Like they're very they're very quiet, and the devil yeah. is also very quiet, which can be scary because it can just like, devour you at any moment. People think that sin is loud and that it's gonna come and get you real quick, like in a big thing, and you're gonna be able to, mm -hmm. you know, whip out your sword and be like, yeah. no, it's very slow. Usually it's not. Usually it's slow and sneaky. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. Um, our, my second implication is that all of our hope should be in the Lord and in nothing else. Um, and then I'm going to read from. I never know how to say it. I think it's Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Sounds good. Sure. Yeah. Um, chapter 3, verse 17 through 19. And I'll read this one because this is probably my favorite verse in the Bible. Um, it says, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no fruit on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though the flocks disappear from the pen, and there are no herds in the stalls, yet I will celebrate in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like those of a deer and enables me to walk on mountain heights. Um, so whenever I was writing about putting all of our hope in the Lord, um, that verse kind of stuck out to me because, like, before I was talking about, um, like, not putting our hope in other people and in other things, and this verse just kind of reminds me that, like, even when what we thought we, let me find my place, even when we thought or if what even when the plans that you have set for yourself don't line up for the plans that the Lord has set for you um, 
you can still you can still rejoice, and I think it's even more important to like rejoice even more mm-hmm. when your plan doesn't work out because it's not the Lord's plan, um, because that's Him protecting you, and we can still put all of our hope in Him, and know that His plan is better than our plan could have been, and He knows better for us than we ever could know for ourselves. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, so I that just kind of goes through like even though the tree does not bud and even though the olive crop fails and even though the flocks disappear and there's no herds in the stuff, like even though all of those things are happening, even though your world may seem like it's crashing down, like you can still rejoice in the Lord. You can still put your hope in him because he knows what you need and he knows what's good for you. Um, And like I said before, our hope does not come from other things or only people. It only comes from the Lord. That's the only place where you will find like satisfaction and true hope and true fulfillment and the last part the last part of verse 19 where it says he makes my feet like those of a deer and enables me to walk on mountain heights like when you put all of your hope in the lord you'll you'll be like that deer you'll be leaping and running on top of the mountain just because like like you'll be rejoicing and you'll like you'll know that this is the plan that the lord has set out for me even though it's not what i thought i needed even if it's not what i wanted like, I know this is the Lord's plan, and I can rejoice in knowing that, and I can put my hope in Him and in His plan for me instead of others' plans. Um, the third implication, and the last one, is remember what the Lord has promised you. Uh, so uh, I think, like also like I said before, um, we often forget His promises first, especially when the devil kind of catches up to you and grabs you, and we can forget like everything that we know from the Lord and all the promises that we know from the Lord can kind of be thrown out the window. But I think it's important to remember and even try and memorize some of the promises from the Lord. And um, I wrote down here that like I have written down some of the Lord's promises on sticky notes and I put them around my room where I look at it every day. So like mm-hmm. I put some of them on my door. So when I go to open my door to leave, they're right there. And I just read them really quick. Or I put some of them on my mirror in my room so I can read them when I'm getting ready. So what are some things that you guys do or that we can do to remember the promises of the Lord? I think the sticky note thing, I feel like by the end of this, my room's going to be covered in sticky notes, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. No, it works really well. I really like that idea. Mm-hmm. I used to do, um, so I spent a lot of time, like I was at a super low point at one time, and I was like, okay, I just need to just need to remember the Jesus stuff because I keep forgetting it and this is not acceptable. I can't do it anymore. This is ridiculous. And so I sat down and I like focused really hard on like making these cute little crafty like either quotes or sayings or verses or whatever and I put them all over the place. Like they Mm -hmm. were by the door. So like little quick things were like by the door. So like Jesus loves you or you know whatever. Small things I can read in the flash and wave or like and then the longer ones were like on my mirror because I would like straighten my hair could read the whole thing and think about it and it was like wow am I nice thing but they were mm-hmm. but I like took the time and sat down and along with seeing them everywhere right I intentionally sat down and was like okay what are the words that I need to hear what are the things that I keep forgetting and I went and looked for scripture that was specifically attached to what I was struggling with yeah. and that's what I put everywhere because I was like this is what I'm struggling with I, I don't I'm not struggling with the fact that Jesus loves me. I know Jesus loves me. That's easy. I need to know the other stuff because that's what I'm struggling with now. Mm-hmm. So I, I did what you guys are saying, but I like targeted it to what I was 
struggling with at that point. And then once I kind of got it, I switched it. Right. I was like, okay, I'm not struggling with, you know, it's a joy when you go through trials, right? Mm -hmm. I'm struggling with something else. Something else needs to be on my mind. Yeah. No, that's really good. I really like that idea of kind of switching it based off of like what you need. Um, Macy's actually, I think she might be starting a small group to like ready to memorize scripture. I think, I think she said it was mon Monday nights at seven. Wednesday. Wednesday nights at seven. Um, so I think that's also a really great way of mixing community and memorizing scripture. So that's another thing we could do if you have the time to do it. A nice little plug for Macy. Um, <laughs> And the last thing I just want to touch on is like I don't say all of these things to seem like to make it seem like I'm all put together because I'm far from put together. Um, just this past week, my mind and my heart were just kind of all over the place and not really in the right place. Um, and I say all of these things like putting all of your hope in the Lord and remembering the Lord's promises and getting your heart ready for attack and all. Of, I say all of these things um, to you guys and myself also not only to remind you that like it's important to be so reminded and um, it can really affect you when you're not so reminded but I also say it to tell you guys like that it's okay to not be okay sometimes like that's gonna happen we're human um, that's it's just part of our nature um, but we're not meant to stay in that place forever our, our we're meant to have all of our hope in the Lord like I said um, and we're meant to kind of place all of those anxieties and worries and fears on the Lord. Like, He can carry them. Like, He's able to do that. And the Lord does not want us to stay in that not okay place for forever. Like, that's that's not why He went on the cross to die for us. He went on the cross to die for us so we didn't have to carry all of that stuff. Um, so that's just something also to remember. And this is not easy stuff. No, it's right. not, right. We, so as Christians, we talk about a lot of this as if it's easy, as if it's simple. Read your Bible, pray, mm -hmm. stay in community, have a good relationship with the Lord, right? It's really easy to rattle it all off. Yeah. And it's so hard yeah. to keep up in practice. Like, mm -hmm. it's extremely difficult, especially now when there's, like, social media and other influences and other things that we're supposed to pay attention to and keep up with and keep tabs on, right? And if you have a family or anything like that, it's so so hard and we talk about it like it's nothing yeah right um in the past couple weeks when we've been talking about all these other religions right i think that my life is difficult sometimes i'm like mm -hmm. wow this is just a frustrating day having a rough time whatever right but all these other religions they also have the burden of eternity mm -hmm. on top of them right they have to make sure that they're working hard enough they have to make sure that they're doing well enough right mormons have to make sure that they're married so they can get to a certain place yeah. in heaven right they have this crazy burden of eternity also hanging over their head all the time and we just have to it just doesn't exist right for us right it's just the peace of the lord right and that's it but we just have to embrace it <laughs> yeah and like whenever i think about like all those other religions i'm like okay your life is already a mess with jesus like think about all these other people right? like i'm already a mess as it is mm -hmm. and, and, we, and we think about like Right, it's so hard to put all of these things into practice. But imagine all of that on top of all of the things these other religions are expected to do. And so every once in a while, I'm like, wow, that's 
this is a lot, but I'm also, I don't know, this might sound mean, but I'm thankful that I don't subscribe to <laughs> something else because mm -hmm. I would be totally a mess. Yeah. Like, the Lord offers us peace and compassion and love and grace and mercy and all those things, right? Simply when we put all of our hope in Him, right. like you mentioned. And it's, I think we forget how important that is and we forget how hard it is to do that. Mm -hmm. So like, like she said, she's saying this to, you're saying this to all of us and you, like this is not. It's not easy. It's yeah. not easy. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm married and have a kid and it's still hard. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that was really good. Thank you. Does anyone else have any? Useless information box. <laughs> Does anyone have any questions or comments before? We end in prayer. No. No. Okay. I <laughs> uh, will go ahead and pray for us, and then we can go on to Saturdays. Um, Heavenly Father, I just thank you again for bringing all these ladies here today. Um, I hope and I pray that um, the words that you have given me would just um, take place in their heart, and that they would just meditate on those, um, and just understand that we are nothing without you and we are um, nothing without all of our hope in you. Um, would you just um, allow us to get through this next week um, and just remind us of your promises every day and um, remind us to guard our hearts with your truth and with your word. And I just thank you again for these ladies and I thank you um, for waking us up this morning. Yeah, thank you so much. In your name I pray. Amen.